Hello everyone, how are you doing? This is The Last of Us Episode 1 Reaction. I am your host, John. Welcome into the lounge. How are you? It's good to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, before we get started, I just want to kind of go through two things here. A little housekeeping on the top, and then we're jumping into all things Episode 1 of The Last of Us TV series. First thing, I just want to shout out to every single one of you um, who reached out to me through Discord or on social media or sent me a text message, phone call, all of these things uh, after the last episode that I aired, which I think was last Wednesday, just kind of giving you guys uh, an update, an apology, and an announcement, I believe is what I called it. I had so many of you just reach out and, and ask how I was doing and ask if I needed anything and... Uh, just kind of wanted to check in on me, and I can't tell you just how thankful and grateful I am for that. That was just uh, kind of unexpected, and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you to all of you who reached out. Um, you know, sometimes when you, you sit down and you make these goofy little shows and you make these podcasts, you, you really don't understand or know really kind of the magnitude of like how many people might be listening and how many people might resonate with something that you say on the internet. Um, and I'm finding more and more throughout time that it's just one of those things where people, you know, we're, we're all humans and we're all trying to figure this thing called life out sometimes. Um, this is just a long way of me saying thank you. I really do appreciate it. I'm doing well, doing better, I should say. I'm doing better. Um, not 100%, but, you know, who really ever is. Again, just thank you. Uh, second thing that I want to get out of the way really quick before we dive in here. Um, this is going to be spoiler heavy. So if you have not watched episode one, pause this, go do that, and come back. Because I'd love to talk with you, love to hear your thoughts, because I'm going to... I'm going to go into what I like about this show so far, and we're going to spoil some stuff. If you haven't played the game, there's going to be some spoilers as well. So this is going to be a huge spoiler warning. If you have not watched the show, not played the game, now is your time to pause or come back to this later, because I would really love to hear all of your thoughts. So here we go. Let's get into it. Alright, so this show was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I enjoyed my time with this. This was really good. 85 minute runtime, that's pretty damn good. I was thoroughly just on the edge of my seat the entire time. So let's get into this a little bit because I kind of wanted to do this in the style of a good, bad, and ugly, so to speak. <laughs> let's start with the good, shall we? You know, it'd be very easy for me as a fan of, of The Last of Us, the video game, and just a huge Naughty Dog fan to just go, everything about this episode was good or even better than good. It was great. It was excellent. I was, I was you know, entertained and I enjoyed it. There was a lot of good. So let's, let's just kind of dive in here. I have to say, I really enjoyed the cold open. You know, it was set in 1968. And it's this kind of talk show. I loved everything about how that looked. Everyone's wearing, you know, this 
disgusting brown and everyone's smoking and <laughs> it was the the setup of it is just unforgettable i it was really cool as someone who played the game numerous times and just recently went through the game you know i sit there and i'm going man i know exactly what's going to happen and i felt that way throughout a lot of this first episode and will probably continue to feel that way you know as the episodes come out this cold open was just absolutely a strike of brilliance, in my opinion. And I have to give mad props to John Hanna. That character that he played, he's the main doctor who's kind of talking about the fungus and everything, I thought was just perfectly cast. What a great role for him. And him describing what a, a fungal apocalypse basically would, would be. And, I mean, just immense foreshadowing. And I love that they kind of did this set multiple decades, like four decades before the actual cordyceps fungus takes over the world. And so the fact that they kind of plant the seed that someone, you know, could have could have thought of this and that fungus, you know, could even do this to mankind and, and have such a huge effect on the world was just a stroke of genius, in my opinion. I really enjoyed this cold open. Then we actually get to see, you know, a real day in the life of Joel and Sarah, which you don't get. The game opens up with Sarah and Joel. It's Joel's birthday, right? And he's kind of, you know, bitching to Tommy about the contractor and all of these things with his job, right? It's his birthday. And you actually get to see a day in the life here in the show. And I think Nico Parker, who is the actress who plays Sarah, really did a phenomenal job. She knocked it out of the park here, in my opinion. Perfect casting. To, to kind of see Sarah be this smart and funny and wholesome character. She's so bright and kind of bubbly. And, man, she she's everything that you want to be in or, or that you want to have. She's everything you want to have in a protagonist. 100% the complete opposite of Ellie. Now, we love Ellie. Ellie's great, right? I love her especially so after playing uh, Last of Us Part Two, I, I think her character arc in that game is phenomenal, but I digress. So, yeah, Sarah, A Day in the Life of Sarah was amazing to see. Um, it, it was kind of funny how much of the game that they really implemented, just some of the scenes, the dialogue, a lot of that stuff comes right from the game, but then they they added, and I would even say enhanced some of those scenes, right? Um, you see her go get Joel's birthday gift, you know, the, the watch. She goes and gets it fixed. That was pretty cool. Um, she spends time with her neighbors. You know, in the game, we never get to meet the neighbor. You, you know, your introduction to the neighbor is Joel shooting him point blank, and that's five minutes into the game. So the fact that... You know, they took the time to introduce the neighbors and they show Sarah interacting with them and Joel interacting with them. And how cool is it, in my opinion, that they actually set the prologue of the show to be set in 2003, where in the game it was set in 2013. The game came out that year in 2013. But to have the TV show set in 2003 and then have the 20 years later be you know, current day 2023, I think is a stroke of genius. I thought it was really cool. And the reason why I bring that up is there were so many nods to it being 2003 in the show, right? You had Joel with his ginormous Motorola phone. 
You even had Joel crack a joke with his neighbors that he's on the Atkins diet. I'm old enough to remember the early 2000s when Atkins was just going apeshit everywhere. <laughs> Everybody was talking about the Atkins diet. Oh my God, that, that took me back. Uh, seeing like the DVD collection and all of that stuff at the neighbor's house was just, you know, it felt 2003 for me. It felt really cool. Um so to see Sarah and Joel interact with the neighbors was really fun. And then later on, that interaction, right? You have this this old lady, right? The uh I, I'm assuming it's uh, you know, the neighbor's mom or uh or something that's you know, she's confined to the wheelchair. We actually get to see her die. Did anyone else catch this? Like you see her transform the dog of all things, like this is just one of those tropes and kind of scary zombie movies, right? Any of these things you always see that, you know, the animal picks up on something, but you see this old lady die <laughs> and oh my God, like, I don't, I don't like, man, that's, it's insane. Um, and I love what they did with that because the cordyceps virus essentially cures her. We don't know what exactly this old lady had, but she was confined to a wheelchair. Uh, the the neighbor, I forget her name uh, right now, Mrs. Parsons or whatever her name was, uh, was like, I don't even know why I try because, you know, I tried talking. To, I don't know why I try to talk to her. She's deaf and she's confined to a wheelchair. But once she becomes full on zombie, you know, she's out running around. She's trying to chase Sarah. She's killing people like this cordyceps virus cured her at the expense of her just absolutely losing her mind it's tragically beautiful um and i thought they did a phenomenal job just portraying all of that i was hooked like hook line and sinker from from the get-go with this um i felt that the the interactions between joel and sarah were were real they felt just like they did in the game. Um, you only get Sarah for a very short amount of time in the game, but they actually fleshed her out here and in a way that I just, I could not have expected. I thought they did a phenomenal job here. I was on board. Um, let's fast forward a little bit to the actual outbreak, right? Um, I love the fact that Tommy calls Joel because he's, you know, he's fucked up again. He's in jail for whatever reason. Um, and Joel has to leave and go bail him out on his birthday. <laughs> I thought that's really cool. Um, not something in the game, obviously. Um, and then, then the zombie apocalypse happens, man. And, and things are just going haywire. You see, you know, just like in the game, you see the police cars going through the window. You just see the mass hysteria. And, you know, they're driving in the truck, right? And man, it was almost shot for shot, that whole thing. You know, you pass by the farm that's on fire, you're going down the dirt roads, then you get to the blockade and there's just so many cars and there's nowhere to go. And then they try to try to leave. And man, I actually liked that they kind of, um, they, they did the little fake out. Did you guys see this with the, the truck crash? You thought it was going to be the same thing as the game, but no, they flipped it on its head. And I loved it. I thought it was great because, you know, in the game, it was very hard for them, I think, 
or I guess I'm just kind of assuming here, it would have been hard for them to kind of portray like what was going on with the Air Force and where's all of our F-16s and planes and stuff like that, right? Um, so for them to to have that crash be from a plane and that plane crash was pretty damn cool. I got to say that was 10 out of 10 in my book. Um, and then to, to have... Joel and Tommy get separated thereafter by a car crash. I thought felt real. Like it felt like an actual scenario, something that they could have, you know, that it was something that could have happened in this world. It was something that, that made sense. Um, and then Joel and Sarah running away. Uh, and that whole scene with the soldier where Sarah gets shot, like all of that plays out exactly like the game. It is heartbreaking. It's heart wrenching. And my God, man, is it, it even knowing that that was coming and, and what to expect? Oh my God, man, it still hits super hard. I, I was sitting there, uh, watching this next to my wife and she's like, Oh my God, did she just die? And I'm like, hell yeah, she did. Like th- this is what happens. This is what turns him. Um, and he kind of loses his humanity at this point. And then we really get thrown a curveball here, which I really like that 20 years later, you you know, I'm sitting there expecting to kind of have that after fight scene with Tess. Like there's an energy to that scene in the game where it's like they, they kind of got off on the wrong foot earlier that morning or the night prior, where there's like a little bit of animosity and a little bit of like grittiness to it where where they're kind of angry with one another but you know there's still feelings there and then the 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 tv show just flips that on its head you get to see joel as this black market kind of drug dealer and which, which he is in the game but you never see him smuggling the drugs this is you know in the show they show him with uh you know with a soldier he's kind of making friends with the soldiers um you, you get to see the corruption of, of Fedra a, a little bit where, you know, I was not expecting to see that little boy walking up for sure and being, have him sat down and they're introducing the scanner, uh, which you, you see a scene kind of sort of in the opening of, of the game. Once you, once you get control of Joel and him and Tess are walking around, you, you see Fedra line up a bunch of people outside and they're scanning and the the last person they scan is infected and he tries to run off and he gets shot but it's totally missable in the game you can totally walk by it and and not even see it and the fact that they actually kind of gave you know screen time to that and you, you actually get to see it in person and what it does for joel as a character his humanity is gone at this point he has no problem picking up this dead little boy and throwing him into a fire he's just like another day at the job right and, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, he's smuggling drugs. You get to see just that Joel is completely broken, right? And and I love that because you you see it a little bit in the game, but they really fleshed it out here in the show. Uh, and then you get to see, like, the precursor to what would have been um, the 20 years later scene from the game where I just mentioned that kind of after fight sequence between Tess and Joel, you actually get to see a scene with Tess and Robert that led up to that. You, you kind of have the gaps filled in for you in the game. Tess gets jumped by two of Robert's guys. And in the TV show, they actually have, you don't actually see that fight take place, but you see Tess's confrontation with Robert and man, I did not expect that. That was pretty cool. You get to, you get to see where Tess was and you get to see kind of 
a little bit of what happened. And she reassures Robert, like, oh, no, everything's fine. And then she comes home to Joel and was like, yeah, we're going to go beat the shit out of this guy. Um, and I thought that was great. I love that they even kind of had a little moment where Tess crawls into bed with Joel and kind of gives him a hug. Like, it's hinted at throughout, you know, the opening portions of the game that they're kind of romantically involved. She's definitely, you know, the boss. She is the brains and Joel's kind of the muscle. Um, that's just kind of their dynamic. And I, I like that they kind of gave that kind of romantic side a little bit of a um, kind of a nod there. But you also get to see something in that in the scene that follows where Tess goes, hey, I told Robert you weren't going to mess him up, but I really want you to mess him up. I'm kind of paraphrasing there. But Joel is kind of like this this Frankenstein monster. He's this kind of emotionless dude who is just kind of the muscle. And he's, he's kind of, you know, he's lost track of his humanity. And as soon as Tess says, hey, you know, the deal went south and, you know, Robert sold our battery. He's ready to go like to the mattresses, man. Like he's ready to go fuck some shit up. And I'm like, I'm kind of with him. Right. But Tess, you know, has this beautiful scene where she's like, Hey, you know, take a breath. It's, it's fine. It's good. You know, we, we can, we can do this, but we're going to need to be calm. And she seems to be that one person that can kind of get through to Joel and kind of calm him down. And I love something that they added here. You know, in, in the game, Joel and Tommy have parted ways. They had a huge argument. And something that they've added to the TV show here, which actually makes sense to me in the world that they're creating here, is this kind of radio kind of deal where, you know, Joel goes into to this guy and he sits down and goes, you know, I need you to radio my brother. Again, I'm paraphrasing here. We know that, you know, Tommy's in Wyoming, which is true in, in the game. And in the show, it's like, yeah, he's in Wyoming, but we haven't heard from him in three weeks. And so Joel is now on a mission to go find Tommy. And so there's a sense of urgency. He needs this car battery. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to go see and make sure that Tommy is okay. And then that whole plan gets sidetracked by him running, literally running into Ellie, <laughs> which I think was, was, was good. Um, these this is all still in the good portion by the way i'm i'm just totally gushing about everything so far on the show um this is where there's a it's the scene played out very very well but this is going to be where i just insert a couple of nitpicks not necessarily calling it bad because i think it could be good with what they're doing i'm i'm ready to see more so to me it makes sense that they would have put or that it to me it makes sense that they would have uh, kind of fast tracked Robert dying and Ellie's introduction. Those are two separate events in the game. You know, you basically torture Robert for the information that you're looking for. In the game, was a cache of guns, and in the TV show, it's this car battery. And then you know you have some gameplay and some kind of a little bit of storytelling and some things, and then you meet Ellie later on. They combined both of those things. This is where my nitpick kicks in, though. I wish you got to see a version of Robert's death from the game. And the game, it, it served a purpose. It served the purpose of letting the player know that Tess is kind of the head of this, you know, is kind of the boss, and that Joel is 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 the muscle, and that, you know, he's he's going to do whatever Tess 
tells him to. And he kicks the shit out of Robert, breaks his nose, also breaks his arm, and then Tess puts two bullets in his face once he gives up the information. But it was it was such a, a I would say it, it was a scene that was a building block in the game because you got to see just how far Joel had come from the opening. And in the TV show, we didn't get that. Robert's already dead, so we didn't get that confrontation. Um, but that confrontation happens with with Marlene. And I was like, you know what? That's that's pretty cool. It, it was different. I wasn't expecting it. And more on more on Marlene in a couple minutes. Um, but I, I would have liked to have seen a version of that play out. But I think what they're what they're really doing with that scene was introducing the dynamic of Ellie and Marlene. Marlene, and this is known throughout, uh, you know, kind of the story of the game and some of the supplemental stuff, like the comics and things that came out about The Last of Us. Marlene has looked after Ellie since she was a baby. Uh, Marlene was friends with Ellie's mom before the outbreak. So pre-outbreak, this was an existing friendship between Ellie's mom, whose name is Anna, and Marlene. And when the outbreak started, um, Marlene had made a promise to Anna that she would take care of Ellie. And Marlene is the one that placed Ellie in kind of the military boarding school. And that's where that scene plays out in the TV show where Marlene says, I'm the one that put you in there and I knew your mom. So that's kind of a callback to some of the supplemental stuff. You didn't necessarily get it in the game, but I thought that it was cool that they kind of paid homage to that here in the show. And I think that they're building more on Marlene and Ellie's relationship. There's a lot more there that I think that they're going to uncover in the next couple episodes. Um, this this next thing is is not necessarily a nitpick, I think, but I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to explain how someone gets infected. Because we saw the old lady in the wheelchair get infected, right? And in the game, and it was a, it was a huge thing in the game, where it was spores. If you've played the game, you know what I'm talking about. Because anytime spores showed up, you know, whatever character you were, Joel, Ellie, Tess, it didn't matter, um, you'd put on a gas mask. Now, obviously, for sake of TV, you can't have all of your characters run around in gas masks. It's problematic. You won't be able to hear what anybody's talking about. And so for the TV show, um, they're doing this thing with tendrils where you can get infected by tendrils. So I'm interested to see how they're going to explain how the old lady got infected and you know, how someone actually gets infected in the world that they're building. It makes sense to not do the spores. So how does someone get infected? Again, not 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 a bad thing, not an ugly thing, uh, just something that I'm looking forward to. And again, I think it was genius seeing how the, the thing with the old lady played out. Um, that was really my only bad. Let's get on to the ugly. This is a really quick one. The ugly is that freaking clicker down in the subway tunnel. Man, did that thing look ugly yet beautiful um man just i i cannot wait to see what a real clicker is going to look like in the show like one that they're either running from one that they beat the shit out of with a brick stab with a shiv whatever they're gonna do with the clickers uh i can't wait to see one like in action um that's really my only ugly um so that's pretty much it man i really enjoyed this episode I thought it was really, really well done. Um, you know, I, I think that it's probably the best adaptation of a video game to 
any type of screen to this point, and they've stayed very true to the source material to this point. So I'm excited to see more. Um, I've definitely uh, caught a few Easter eggs. I don't know if uh, for any of you who played The Last of Us Part Two, did you guys actually catch the movie that Joel and Sarah watched? If you know, you know. If not, it's totally fine. Uh, there's a little Easter egg there. There were several Easter eggs throughout this. Um, you know, Sarah's wearing uh, the Halleck and Drop shirt from the game. Halleck and Drops is not a real band. It was just something that they came up with for the game. There were several little just kind of callbacks to things that I really enjoy. So let's get on with a final score here, shall we? I'm going to give this episode a solid 9.5. Um, I'm neglecting to give it a 10 because I feel like there is room for this show in these episodes to get better, but I'm giving it a nom- a 9.5. Um, again, the Robert thing just sticks with me a little bit. I, I would have liked to have seen Joel and Tess kind of get their revenge a little bit, but I think that that scene is more about Marlene and Ellie than Robert, like I said. Um, and, you know, again, it's not a, not a nitpick. I'm just waiting to see how they're going to explain how people get infected. Um, Overall, I thought it was really good. A lot of the stuff that they added, the plane crash, um, getting to see a day in the life of Joel and Sarah, I thought was all really good. So that's it, man. That's my score, 9.5. So please let me know what you guys think. Am I totally off base here? Do you guys disagree, agree, whatever? We'd love to hear about it. Reach out to us on social media. Join our Discord. Um, You can find us at VGL underscore podcast and the discord link will be in the show description below. So appreciate you guys for listening and I will see you guys next Tuesday.